Little Beeb. You're listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone, and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a, a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232.
always you are faithful Even when we are not faithful Always, always you are true has changed over the years. If you've been with me any time at all, like you've you've heard the story of how I got started in radio. It, just a fluke. I just just a fluke, but it was uh, 1973. And from then, you know, I I mentioned that and all of a sudden I start feeling what was in the studios then, and and um, hear the UPI machine. It's in its own little closet. How for the news we used to have to what was called rip and read. you always wanted to preview it beforehand look and see what was uh, coming over UPI a lot of changes between 1973 and today today most everything is done right by computers uh, I've told you before I have um, well, how many? At least fourteen computers uh, in the studio here, and um, each one of them here to do a specific job. So that you are able to get the broadcast that we have here. A lot of them are older computers. That's why you're hearing little glitches in the back right now. I don't know why. I started that, that machine. I started those machines here, the cart machines, uh, 25 minutes before the hour. Well, I might have to <laughs> start them even longer. The old machines, they just, it's, it's kind of like when we get older it's just kind of my my grandson was was trying to little peanut trying to get me out of bed because he loves to to lay where i lay and uh watch his little programs on on tv 
So he tries to get me out of bed. And I, this morning I was like, please, just, just let me, let me lie here just a minute more. I think the machines are kind of like that. Just let me sleep just a little bit more. Kind of hard getting going. But this time with you is very special to me. There, there are several things that I'm specifically praying for. You ever feel like your your uh, your life is in turmoil? <laughs> it's not you who are in control of your life. I, I, I'm not meaning whether you believe in Jesus or not. Uh, that. You know, that ought to be settled. Um, it's just so many things are tearing at you so many different ways. And you you sit there sometimes and it, it's like you're in suspended animation. You're, you're just... I don't know. I just don't know what... <laughs> That's kind of how I feel at times. I have over a hundred things on my things to do list, and literally, literally over a hundred things. And um, probably 25 of them are number one. So you sit there and go, oh, <laughs> which, which do I choose? And a lot of that time is just time I'm robbed from spending time with my father. Talking about my heavenly father. Dad's doing okay. He, um, I've got to give him a shower. I had to order a new chair for the, uh, for the shower in here. The other one was falling apart. And uh, the legs were... <laughs> We're spreading out from it, and and uh, so I got another one that is a lot more sturdy. It kind of stands up a little more, and so now I've got to get him in the shower and shower him off. Oh, that's a number one. There's <laughs> so many things. I... Um, A few days ago, I, I talked, but I, I love outer space. I always have. I remember my first project I did for science, seventh grade science. It was a project and dad helped me on the thing. I, I uh, in preparing for it, I had a telescope and he helped me get a sun filter for that telescope and, and I, <clears throat> attached the camera on there and I took pictures of the of the sun and and uh, I had a picture of the moon and some of the stars up there and, and um, of course they were in black and white back then this was this was um, 
goodness, when, when was this? Uh, seventh grade, so it must have been early 60s. 62, 61, 62, 61, 62. Yeah, something like that. Maybe 63. Um... And we had them on this, I don't even know what kind of board it was, but Dad helped me paint it and put edges on it, and we put the pictures up there, and I wrote something. Uh, man, I was so proud of that thing. But it was outer space. It was outer space. As I was reading the Psalms, I'm not too far in it because I'm making so many notes, uh, things that I feel God is telling me while I, while I read. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Didn't say they felt like rejoicing. He said, let them rejoice. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple. Let them ever sing for joy. And spread your protection over them. That those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. You, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Um, I have to have things like thinking of space, musing on that and all, because it, it comes back to um, kind of cementing my belief in him. If Satan can steal there, if evil can steal our joy, can steal our belief in him, then he's got you exactly where he wants you. I refuse to let him steal that. God has given us the authority, not him. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, 
the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? I, um, as I said, I, I, a few days ago talked about um, the stars and how far they are, the vastness of, of space, how far they are from us. I mean, just mind-boggling. It, it's stuff that you, you it, it's, it's hard to even comprehend how uh, the, the vastness, the, the, how far things are uh, from us in space. And yet space seems to be ever expanding. The universe is moving at a speed that is almost incomprehensible. Everything together. That's one reason they say there was a big bang and it, it, it it is causing movement out. Well, they, they assume this stuff because the, the universe together, they, they don't... The, the, those who believe in evolution like this are, are just... You should read some of this. It's nuts. And they think that our belief in God is nuts. They laugh at... at <laughs> There's no God. You know, let those people who believe in him, they're just nuts. And yet they make movies about gods. Why is it so hard to believe? You, you make movies. But usually the movies is, are, are not about the only true God. That's why God says that so many times in the Bible. I am. You will have no other gods before me. You will not bow down to them or serve them. God made everything for us. We are a special creation by him. He loves spending time with us. He would actually with all I mean look at the look at the stars, look look at the planets, look and and just that's why I like to be outside and just look up at night. And just think, just muse about what I'm looking at. The very things that I am looking at are the very things that David, when he was king of Jerusalem, and walked about its walls, looked up, 
he saw the very things. The evolutionists say because the universe is moving in space, it's like it was bang and because it, it moving out from the place where the bang was because that's the only thing their minds can grasp. They, they see dynamite being blown and so it that's the way space is from a blast it's moving forward. What's at the end of it? Do we hit a wall and kind of bounce back? What's on the other side of that wall? No, I don't think we hit a wall. Um, my good friend Tom Collier sent me something that is, he says, Pat, you talked about the stars um, a few days ago. I, I want to send you this. I came across this. And I, I just pass it on to you it's it's another way of of looking at the stars and something else that we can muse about god is god don't let anybody tell you there is no god let them explain this. Just a friendly reminder that you are living on a planet that is suspended on nothing. Thank you, Tom, for sending this. This, this really is incredible. No one can explain that, that it's suspended on nothing. It is spinning at a speed of 1,037 miles per hour at the equator but you can't feel any motion because the Earth's rotational speed has been constant all your life. Now just get that in your mind. You're out in space looking toward the Earth and it's suspended in nothing. It's suspended in absolutely nothing and it is spinning 1,037 miles per hour. You can't feel any motion because the Earth's rotational speed has been constant all your life. By the way, that rotating planet is revolving around the Sun, which is also suspending on nothing. It revolves around the sun every 365 days, traveling at a speed of 67,000 miles per hour, which creates the perfect centrifugal force to keep it from escaping the sun's gravitational pull and spinning off into space, or from being pulled into the sun's blazing inferno. You can't feel that incredible speed either because it has been constant 
your whole life. By the way, the atmosphere that surrounds that planet doesn't get blown off even though it's also moving at 67,000 miles per hour because beyond the atmosphere there's nothing that could blow it off. Might as well also mention that our solar system whirls around the center of our galaxy, the Milky Way, at 490,000 miles per hour, and you aren't even dizzy. I wonder about people who don't wonder. It's got a picture of the Earth and the moon suspended in space. You should read the evolutionists' theory on how all this got started. You'd be scratching your head. It's much easier to believe in God. I, I guess it's just man not wanting to believe that there is any any being higher than they are. Two of my favorite are the Pleiades and Orion. When Claudia gave them to me, uh, the pictures of them, as a gift one Christmas, and I have them up here in front of me so I can muse while I play the music.
who strains the height of creation. He is the Lord, the God of hosts by Song 
hymns to the Lord. So come and worship the Lord, for we are His people, the flock that He shepherds. dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You dwell in the shelter. You abide in the shadow. Under the wings of the Shall not fear in the 
My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. It's even in your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. 
because they will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, and whose heart is set on pilgrimage, as they pass through the valley of Baca, of weeping, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools, and they go from strength to strength, each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts, Lord, is better than a thousand outside. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed, blessed is the man who trusts in you.
One evening I was in my home with a group of friends and I was, we were just quietly waiting on God and I, I'm standing at my keyboard and sort of playing, nothing in particular. And then I start to see, I see this group of people camped in the desert and it's nighttime. And then I hear the sound of a trumpet and it's a distant trumpet and it comes closer and closer and closer. And then I, I look and I see that it's the Lord himself and he's on this, he's on this huge horse. And he comes with, he comes to the camp of where, the, where these people are. And he's saying, you have to come away. You can't stay here any longer. You have to wake up. You have to come. But then it's also like, come away with me, my beloved. It's, it's so tender. And then they come into this realm of, of glory. I don't really know how to describe it. It was like bright and light and timeless. And, and there they are. And they're drawn in to the center of this place, which is, which is worship. There's this worship going on, and they're drawn into it, and it's like, oh, this is, I'm so glad I came. This is what I was made for. And it's the Lord, and he's saying, comfort my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Comfort my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. As for you, Bethlehem, 
if we're tired for you who are little among Judah from you shall he come come forth to me who is to be ruler in Israel and his name shall be called wonderful and his name shall be called mighty God and he shall rule all nations for he shall be happy Days will the Lord's house be established, nations will flow unto Him. Then will they say, Let us go to God's mountain, and there He will teach us His marvelous ways, and His name shall be called Wonderful. And his name shall be called mighty God And he shall rule all nations For he shall be happy Their swords into plowshares, the spears into pruning hooks. No more shall nation live sword against nation, and they shall not learn to make war anymore. And his name shall be called Wonderful. And his name shall be called mighty God And he shall rule all nations For he shall be happy For he shall rule all nations For he shall be happy my darkness into light for your way is perfect your word is forever it is flawless you light the path beneath my feet so I will not stumble or fall God you are my rock I will praise you among all nations Lord you are my hope we are gathered here to sing praise to your name 
I saw myself at the end of a night's lonely dream Nothing more than an ache in my heart For the trouble I'd seen But I hope in you and you renew my strength. We will rise with the Father. We will rise with the Son. With the light of the Spirit, we will rise and
Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength. Teach me a song. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings. For we are your righteousness. If we've died to ourselves and lived through your death, then we shall be born again to be blessed in your love. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength. Teach me your song. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings. For we are your righteousness. If we've died to ourselves, and live through your death, then we shall be born again to be blessed in your love. Create for me a clean heart, O God. Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength, teach me your song, shelter me in the shadow of your wings, for we are your righteousness. If we've died to ourselves and lived through your death, then we shall be born again to be blessed in your
communist when I was born there. That meant that everything, including the way you think, was controlled by the government. Religion was called opium for the people. My mother was a very selfish, self-centered person. She had no intention of having a family. So um, she had many abortions before um, she got pregnant with me. Because the family I lived in was very superstitious. Uh, my grandmother cursed her. Needless to say, she was very upset about it, but fearful enough that she allowed me to live. As long as she was alive, she um, took any opportunity to remind me that I wasn't wanted, that um, I destroyed her body, that I amount to nothing. That was very painful. On the other hand, my dad, my dad adored me and he, did everything in his power to to soften up the the relationship. He loved me. He cared deeply for me. He um, he had an incredible sense of humor, and uh, you know, always lightened my days. When at sixteen. He unexpectedly died. 
I felt betrayed. I felt alone. I got angry with with God, and I thought if he's been so cruel to take my dad away, um, I don't want to have anything to do with him. Or there is no God. I. Um, I started to live a life that was not pleasing to God at all. I started going to college, um, and there uh, I met a young man that was different. He he did not go with the guys after hours for a drink. He did not smoke. He did not use foul language. And one day, um, Though it was very dangerous to do so for him, he talked to me about this guy I never heard before. He told me his name was Jesus. He told me that he loved me so much that he died for me. I was very confused because I couldn't imagine anybody loving me, much less giving his life for me. I decided to go to his church, which was underground at the time in, in Romania. Uh, I learned that God loved me so much that he needed me in her womb. He chose to have me be birthed at that particular time. He chose me. He chose to adopt me in his family from the feeling of being garbage to the feeling of being a princess in God's kingdom. It was just something when I understood that. I totally surrendered my life in his hands. My life turned around totally because of the love of Jesus Christ that was expressed through this young man. I am Priscilla Nicola and I am second. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was in God's presence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Through him all things came into being, and apart from him nothing came to be. In the beginning 
was the Word, and the Word was life. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Word became flesh and we have seen his glory. The glory of an only begotten Son coming from the Father, filled with enduring love. Come in and can you believe it will take you away? They will be living and they will be loving and they will be new life in Jesus. And can you believe there is charity coming? The only law now. We've come to obey They will be living amongst those dead They will be living in Jesus Can you believe that the eagle will fly with the dove? Can you believe there's a rose in the race to stick Born in here, and Mary, 
Israel's child, born in the grace of the mighty Lord. Mary, the young virgin child, to be the mother of our Savior, to be the mother of Jesus. And we'll walk over the water, Exalted is our King of Kings And He will show forth the strength of His arm He will scatter the proud in their own conceits He will cast down the kings from their thrones And lift up the meek and the lowly Lift up the meek and the lowly And we'll walk the water with the water
Whatever can be known about God is clear, since He Himself made it so. Since the creation of the world, the invisible realities, God's eternal power and divinity, have become visible, recognized through the things He has made. The name of God, which is spoken by every creature and by all peoples, even before they believed in Christ, could not have been unknown in every way. Such is the energy of true divinity that it cannot be utterly and entirely hidden from any rational creature which makes use of its reason. So because God made this world that is visible in the sky and on earth, He was known to all nations in this regard at least, even before they were imbued with the faith of Christ.
are strong. You are great, and you are the most high, Almighty God, Holy Father. Several years ago, when I was in California, I heard a story that really both encouraged me and really painted a picture for me about the depth of which our Heavenly Father loves us. This is really a true life prodigal son story that happened in Salinas, California. In Salinas, California, there was basically a wealthy landowner. This wealthy landowner, much like the prodigal son story, had two sons, one who was highly respected in the community, was very subservient to his father, and then another one who had a bit of rebellious streak in him. The older son, again, more responsible, more respected. The younger one, kind of this free bird going on. And from an early age, this younger brother decided that, man, when as soon as he turns 18, his dad had made a promise to them that as soon as these sons turned 18, that he would divide the land and the uh, property and inheritance that he had had and give it to them and they could basically cash it out and run from there. And so from an early age, the younger son said, man, in his own heart, as soon as I turn 18, I'm out of here. I'm gonna grab this and I'm gonna take off and I'm gonna get as far away from here as I can. And so sure enough, as he started nearing 18, he started pressing his father about, man, it's time for you to cash in. You remember your promise. And his dad pleaded with him because he saw the immaturity in the son and said, man, now's not the time. Please just hang with me three more years, four more years, develop some more maturity, and, and then it's yours. 
The son said, no, a promise is a promise. You said 18, I want 18. And so reluctantly, when his son turned 18, his dad made good on the promise, wrote the check. He cashed it in, in an amount for what would be literally today millions of dollars. So he did what any freshman would do at 18. So he took the money and he said, I'm going to get as far away from here and as far as my dad's rules as I possibly can. And he jumped on a train and he went to New York City. As soon as he got to New York, started taking his money and just throwing it away. Man, he grabbed him the nicest sports car he could get. He grabbed some buddies and got a, an elite penthouse on the top of one of the high rises. He then began buying every kind of dating relationship that money could buy. Eventually, this led to some alcohol problems, some gambling problems. And before long, he began to spend more money and actually accrue more debt than he had to pay off. And eventually, the creditors came after him. He had to move out of the penthouse. He had to let go of his sports car. And before he knew it, he was on the Upper East Side of New York, wandering the streets. And his alcoholism got to the point that he was literally pilfering through garbage cans, trying to find bottles that had remnants of alcohol still in it so he could drink. The STDs that he had picked up now had covered his body in sores and all of his friends had left him until one day he was on the street and he came to a reality check. Man, if I don't do something about this now, I'm going to die out here. And so he managed to bum some money off of a couple of his old friends that would buy him a train ticket back to Salinas that would buy him a couple of meals. And so Sure enough, he gets on and his thought is, man, if I can only get back to my dad, then I can just start over. And so he takes the train ride, a couple days pass, and he finally winds up in Salinas, gets off the train, walks into the square, and he realizes, wait a minute, there is no way I can go see my dad face to face. There is no way he's going to accept me back after what I just did, after how I look. He's just going to laugh at me and say, I told you so. So he went into a cafe there and just began to weep and think about man, what he was going to do. And so he decided he was going to write a letter to his dad. And so he wrote this letter down to his dad. He went out in the streets. He actually found one of his dad's farm workers, gave him the letter and said, will you take this to my dad? Because I, I, can't, I can't bear to see him right now. And so he did. And I want to read to you. I have a copy of the letter and I want to read it to you. He said, Father, I realize what I've done. I've wasted not only your money, but my life, which was important to you. I can't even begin to tell you about the awful things that I've done. I'm embarrassed. I'm at the end of my rope. I know nothing else to do but ask you if I can return home. I know that there's no reason why you should accept me back, but I plead and I beg with you that if you would even as, your, as a farm worker on your land accept me back, I'll do anything for no pay just for the room and board. I said, Father, I have just enough money to take the train that passes by our ranch in front of the apple orchard near the edge of the property. I'm going by there on the train tomorrow at 1 p.m. And if you would accept me back, I would ask that you simply drape an old sheet over one of the trees nearest the railroad. And as I'm passing by, I'll see the signal and I'll know that you've accepted me to come home. If that sheet's not there, then I won't stop at the train station. I'll just keep going. You see, I can't bear to see you face to face. I don't have the courage. I've done too much and I have no idea what's going to happen with the rest of my life. Your son. 
So a whole sleepless night went by filled with anxiety for this young man. Next morning, he jumped on the train. As soon as he got on the train, he walked to the very back of the train. He sat down next to this old man and he just put his face in his hands and just began to weep as he contemplated what he may or may not see. He began to share with the old man his story about the things he had done and how he's coming back. And, and soon enough, as the train passed outside of Salinas and got to the outside edge of the town around where their ranch was, he looked to the old man and he said, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you just go to the window and just tell me if you see one sheep anywhere in this apple orchard? I can't bear to look. So the old man jumped up, he went to the window and he looked out. And then he looked back at the young man and he said, uh, I think you need to come see this for yourself. And so when he jumped up, he went to the window and he looked out. And behold, as far as his eye could see for five square miles, there was a sheet on every tree. Jeremiah said, God has loved us with an everlasting love. God says, you want to know how much I love you? Is the sun not enough? Is the moon not enough? Is the food and shelter you have not enough? Is the air you breathe not enough? Then how about this? How about I actually send my own son to die in your place so that you can be with me? And if, if your love has waned, be reminded that you serve a God who while we were still sinners sent Christ to die for us, who has an everlasting love that is unparalleled by any human love you'll ever experience. And then you'll find your heart in a place of worship. Everything inside me cries for order. Everything inside me wants to hide. Is this shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me, so terrified Someone tell me I'm only dreaming Somehow help me see with heaven's eyes And before my head agrees My heart is on its knees Holy is He Blessed am I So we might know that love would go that far 
Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. I shall not want
You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.